Welcome to the Inside Take with your hosts, Will Harrell and Matt Fiore. Let's get into it. So this week we'll be talking about baseball and some recent trades and signings that have t- took place uh, in the baseball offseason, as well as basketball and recapping All-Star Weekend, as well as some trades that took place before the trade deadline. And then we'll be going to some injuries such as Jimmy Butler and LaMarcus Aldridge, the Rockets, and then going to the soccer world, Arsenal versus Man City, the 3-0 loss. Man City lo- lost against Wigan as well. Predictions for the MLS and the Champions League, and finally Neymar's injury that shocked the world. So, Matt, for stat line of the week, LeBron James scored 30,000 points with 8,000 rebounds and, and, and 8,000 assists. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's very impressive being the first player ever to do that. Um, I mean, it's really shown how good he's been for the past couple of years. I mean, he's getting older, so you'd expect his performance to drop off, like maybe when he stole the heat and that'd be his prime, but he's still going, definitely in the MVP conversation for this year. So, I mean, LeBron James is always in the MVP conversation. I mean, you look at his, you look at 13 All-Stars, this guy could make an argument each year. Yeah, I mean, he's been leading the Cavs to the finals the past couple of years now, and with this new look team, I think he will keep doing what he does best, being a leader and getting the ball where he needs to be. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to doubt what he's done, but honestly, like the team isn't doing as well as they should be doing with the players they have, and I mean, he he has had some losses in the championships, but LeBron James is probably top three in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I know one thing you want to talk about would be where is your stand of all time, and if you, even making the top ten. In his finals record is definitely something that would be a part of the conversation. He's three and five, which, I mean, it's still impressive to win three finals, but five losses. I mean, you can, when you compare him to other great players, it's a bit sketchy, if you ask me. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, eight finals. He should be winning more of those. But like, I look at the the teams he's played against, like uh, Nowitzki, for example. Um, this guy basically won it alone. I mean, I think that in some of those finals, he should have won it with the players he's had. Yeah, definitely. I mean that the Mavs winning that team was pretty bad, honestly. I think yeah, those were guys one of the worst height. finals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean Nowitzki's very good, but the rest of that team is pretty awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, LeBron, I believe, is part of the big three with Bosch and Wade. Um, yeah, I mean losses like that are pretty tough. Yeah, I mean uh, their front court game was amazing for the Mavs, but in reality, like they didn't have much else. No three point shooting at all, but. Um, Matt, who would you put in your uh, top 10 all-time? Top 10? I mean, Michael Jordan always would be number one for me until maybe LeBron plays like another five years. Um, but, I mean, from there, it's very tough to say. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one guy who'd be there. I mean, he has the most points of all time, and he's very dominant when he does play, or when he did play. Um, there'd be Kobe for all he did for the Lakers. Number three, or uh, where'd you put him? Probably top five, maybe number five, something like that. Mm, yeah. Number three, actually, I'd probably put Bill Russell, just because, obviously, most over, championships. Over LeBron James? Yes, I would. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's been great, but Bill Russell carried a team to the finals. Obviously, he had other All-Stars I mean, with him. But 11 rings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was so good at what he did, rebounding, passing. Um, I mean, no order from now, but like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Shaq. There's so many great players. It's, it's tough to list them. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been thinking about this. Um, I think that probably number one, unarguably, is Michael Jordan. I mean, in all his finals, his eight finals, he's uh, he's won MVP each time, and this guy just dominated every time he played. Uh, eight-time 
all uh, defensive player of the year. He had the defense. He had the the shooting form. Uh, could do anything any player could ever do. Yeah, I mean, like one thing I like to touch on with that is just his utter dominance. I mean, LeBron is considered one of the most dominant players in the league today. I mean, but it's obviously a different game than it was thirty, twenty years ago. Um, and Michael Jordan just completely dominated the league. You know, eight finals, that's unbelievable. And his team wasn't even that good. Besides Scottie Pippen. How many rings did he have? Uh, six, I think six. I think six, yeah. yeah. Six, eight finals. I mean, oof. Yeah, no. He's so dominant. See, that was incredible. I mean, I put him at number one, definitely, unarguably. Um, and number two, like you, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If you want to take anyone in any shot, you take the hook shot that he had. Yeah, definitely. And then number three, I mean, I'm going to have to say LeBron James. Just this guy's dominated. Um, I've see, I, and I got to see him play at his prime. It's it's pretty incredible to see this guy. And then four, I'll, I'll give it to Bill Russell. I mean, 11 championships. I just, I mean, I see the rivalry between him and uh, Will Chamberlain. I think he, he has to be up there. And then, so four with the 11 championships that he has. Then five or four, yeah, Bill Russell. Then probably... Shaq has to be up there. Yeah, Shaq and is very good. I think it might be a bit... Uh, Kobe Bryant does deserve to be in the top five, probably. But, you know, I think that six is probably where he's at. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, seven or eight. Will Chamberlain is another name. Karl Malone maybe should be up there. And then ten, I think maybe, maybe Larry Bird or someone should be... I mean, it's always hard to say because... Larry Bird was an incredible player. Carmelo was an incredible. And these players are just so hard to compare. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe we can touch on this in a future episode, but um, the hardest part to compare is that it's a different game for all these generations of players. I mean, you compare like the 60s to what is played nowadays. It's so hard to compare a guy like Bill Russell and LeBron just based on stats. Yeah, I mean, it's so much of a faster game, so much more athleticism. I mean, look at players like Russell Westbrook. There weren't that many... Six three people dunking on uh dunking on seven footers back then, it was all based on easy shots, you know. Yeah, I mean, same with the rule changes. Uh, like people say, the game's soft now, like less contact or and more fouls called because of contact. Well, I think I think uh um uh yeah, it was definitely less soft as well. Like in Michael Jordan's era, um you could you could put your hand on the guy at all times. So, I mean, you just look at that and like the fact that. LeBron James has much more opportunity to go to the line. I mean, it's easier to get more points nowadays. Definitely, yeah, especially with yeah, free throws and all that. And more of the more use of the three-point line. I mean, Michael Jordan was never known for his three-point ability, but uh, like guys like Steph Curry, you see players specializing in that skill. Yeah, well, three-point has uh, become a lot more of a weapon. Almost every team has it. Yeah. Uh, now going into our blockbuster of the week, uh, J.D. Martinez signing with the Red Sox. Uh, very big signing for the Red Sox, much needed. Um, they've been lacking power since last year. I believe they were one of the worst teams uh, with home runs, one of the lowest. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, definitely J.D. Martinez is a great player. What What's surprising to me it, to me is the contracts in baseball. I mean, this guy's pay, being paid $24 million and the contracts before were said to be even higher. And so, I mean, he's a great outfielder, um, has, has had a great record with the Houston Astros and some other teams. I think that this guy will bring something else to the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, uh, last year with the Diamondbacks, he was very good uh, for the second half of the season, which is why he was even considered a top slugger in the free agent market. Um, 
I mean, the biggest warning sign for me is obviously he's injury-prone, he's getting older, and his fielding compared to the other guys on the Red Sox roster are subpar, so he obviously probably won't be starting in the outfield. Um, but from a power standpoint, he is amazing to watch and will be pretty good for the Red Sox if keeps it up. Yeah, what's interesting to me is, I mean, this guy should have moved earlier. I mean, the Diamondbacks have never been that great a team, am I correct, Matt? Yeah, yeah, they were in the playoffs, but yeah, not yeah, contender. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, like, I feel like this is a good move for him in of itself. And I, I feel like he, with his record and his average at bat, he's going to put some great numbers on the table. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he continues his hot streak. But he was not very good uh, at the start of the year. He had a significant spike in performance, and it's pretty rare to see someone hit their prime in their 30s. Uh, so I guess we'll see if he uh, he's in five years with the Red Sox that there are opt outs I believe but if things work out it could be a good signing. Yeah, I mean the Red Sox are gonna be a great team to follow. They're gonna have a great uh, batting percentage in my opinion based on the uh, the players acquired and their team. Yeah, I mean after losing David Ortiz, their power was missing pretty much. They tried filling with Hanley Ramirez who did not fill the role in the way the Red Sox needed. Um, but yeah, I mean. Power is such a confusing aspect to baseball nowadays because you see guys who hit 30 home runs still not signed by a team just because they can't do much else. So when you see a guy like J.D. Martinez who can hit for average as well as home runs, that's a very good uh, opportunity to have. Yeah, the thing that like is different about other sports compared to baseball is you have to play basically all your players. I mean, it's hard to make substitutions, and like basically your your team that you start with is, is on the whole time. Like. Um, and, I mean, like, the players that are batting up have to be good in other positions as well. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of room for error in baseball as there's only so many plays and opportunities to get an out or a hit. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you hear um, prospects like Ty Bursary, like, hitting a 100-mile-per-hour Raider gun. These, these new guys have incredible skill. Yeah, I mean, the Red Sox specifically uh, – they have a lot of young players that have high expectations for them, like Andrew Benatendi, uh, Rafael Devers. These guys can perform very well, and the rest of the league seems to be going with the uh, younger guys over the older. You don't see many veterans getting lofty contracts unless it's a rare situation. Oh yeah, well, it'll be, be certainly cool to um, keep track with the Red Sox and the uh, and the rest of the season when spring cha- training actually uh, is finished. Yeah, um, another. Uh, trade news is Andrew McCutcheon getting traded to the Giants from the Pirates. That's a very big uh, move for the Giants, and also they had traded for Evan Longoria from the Rays. Both of these guys are franchise players, um, so it seems like the Giants have high expectations for this year. It looks like they're going all in. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, they should with all their history uh, winning eight World Series titles. I mean, this team has like had some struggles in recent years, but ultimately I think that um, this guy's going to be a good guy to acquire. Yeah, I mean, uh, they have probably the best catcher in the league in Buster Posey, who's been hurt for the past couple of years now. So mm-hmm. having a healthy catcher who's elite, and then with guys like McCutcheon who, and Longoria, who can be uh, top-tier players, they have a very good team coming in. Yeah, I mean, they've always struggled at the um, pitcher's role. I mean, in reality, like, I think this team could have a, a good season looking at their uh, starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, as long as their pitching can sustain a full year, and Madison Bumgarner is one of the best pitchers in the league, but besides him, 
they're kind of lackluster in that uh, area. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, look at their outfield. I think they'll have a good good team. I mean, if all the pieces come together and they can really have a consistent lineup, I mean, looking at McCutcheon, Pence, Longoria, all good basemen, and have, they have a pretty good outfield. Yeah, uh, just another team I'd like to mention, the Brewers, also making moves. Uh, they, I believe, signed Lorenzo Cain, who's a very good outfielder for the uh, Royals. And they already have Ryan Braun, who's been one of the best uh, players for them for quite a few years now. I, I can't remember who the other outfielder is, but they have a top-tier team also. It seems like a lot of teams are going all-in this year to make it very competitive. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were in shock after... Um it wasn't unsigned. He he was unsigned, but like, I mean, real in reality, the the Mets have uh, the sorry the Milwaukee Brewers have had a uh, a team that really hasn't impressed as much as they should with the lineup they have. I mean, I think that uh, certainly this guy will help out. Yeah, and then, uh, the other guy I forgot to mention for the Brewers, Christian Yelich, got traded from the Marlins as they've been trying to completely rebuild. Um, Seems like a lot of teams are valuing consistent hitting over power now, and comparing to like a couple of years ago, it seems like everyone was going uh, all in for power. But honestly, I'd like to see more contact hitters getting recognized for yeah, average. Yeah, over definitely. Power. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta put the people that are best at um, the position in uh, on the field. I mean, uh, like definitely there should be more uh, knowledge and the coach's perspective on on playing the right players yeah and uh, just one last signing here uh, Eric Hosmer signing for eight years with yeah, the Padres that is something that's a big contract um, I mean yeah he's yeah. Been getting a lot of money that said this guy has been very good yeah I mean the Royals have been a solid team for the past couple years now specifically with him and Mike Moustakis both big hitters um, so yeah I'll interesting to see if the Padres can do something with the the roster, um, but yeah, what surprises me is this guy hasn't been paid that much with what he's done. You compare him to players like JD Martinez, guys with on huge contracts. Maybe it's due to the organization itself; they don't have enough money to pay the players. But in reality, um, the Royals, with the success they have, they should be paying them more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another player uh, making the news recently: Tim Lincecum. Uh, Signed a one-year deal with the Rangers for a million dollars. What are your thoughts on him? I mean, he was a Cy Young winner, I believe, two years in a row, only four or five years ago. But recently, he was out of the league last year, um, and he struggled the year before. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, I mean, I don't see much in the. I don't see him as much as a pitcher. He hasn't really been in the news up till now. But I think that his height might have a difference. Being five eleven, a lot of pitchers stand at around six three to six four. I think that he could have a potentially good season. I mean, where he's been, he could be a great player. But, uh, like, definitely the um, the San, San Francisco Giants need uh, something different. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to see he's with the Rangers now. Oh, Rangers, but he, no, yeah, but he when he was. was with the Giants, yeah, he was pretty good until, I believe, it was like the last couple of years. Yeah, no, um, he, he played with them from 2007 to 2015. Uh, I mean, from what I saw from then... I mean, I don't, I don't know how much he, he could bring to the table. Yeah, he's definitely past his prime now, and yeah, he probably will not be a game changer, but pitching is always a um, position that teams can't have enough of. Uh, 
as you saw like with the Astros last year, they had a very deep um, pitching rotation from the relievers to the starters. So a guy like Tim Lincecum maybe can add some depth for the uh, Rangers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now on to basketball. Uh, some new headlines this week. Yeah. Um, would you like to go over the uh, All-Star weekend first? Yeah, sure. I mean, the All-Star weekend was really remarkable. I mean, you look at the teams that played. The game was probably the best it's been in in five years. I mean, you look at LeBron James and uh, and what uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry brought to the table. It brought a competitive game, and ultimately uh, you saw the East win in a while. Yeah, it was a very entertaining game compared to the past couple of years. I like the draft system a lot. I think that added some more entertainment value to a game that's really not been taken yeah. seriously. And well, the three-point contest, we saw Devin Booker win. I mean, a remarkable shooter. I think he's an underrated um, at the Phoenix Suns. And then we saw the dunk contest, Donovan Mitchell impress everyone. Being uh, only standing at 6'1", this guy is truly remarkable. I think that he could potentially bring uh, the league to a different level. Yeah, there were a lot of upsets uh, with those, uh, like Paul George and Clay Thompson both having relatively subpar performances for what was expected out of them. Yeah, I mean, they didn't get the ball, that's the thing. I feel like the All-Star game's all about showing your skills, and I mean, players like what Russell Westbrook and LeBron James took over, that's another thing we took. And then in the skills section, it was, it was cool to see a player that really doesn't stand out as one of the, one of the greats in the league really um, step up and win. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Um, yeah, not very well recognized for the Brooklyn Nets, but he's been having a solid year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the Brooklyn Nets lineup, I mean, none of them really stand out. A lot of they've had had a few rookies that have started, but uh, this guy really it was impressive to see him um, win the skills contest against some other great opponents. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, wrapping it up, LeBron James' team was able to clinch the win, and it was a very competitive game. Awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, now it's been been a couple of weeks, and so now we have a, a lot more news to talk about with uh, NBA back in action, too. Yeah, so on to the Mavericks. This is, it's a terrible allegation. Apparently, in the um, behind the scenes, there's been sexual allegations that some of uh, Mark Cuban's um, representatives have been uh, sexually abusing women. Yeah, I mean, he was fined for Mark Cuban was fined for... Was it concealing information? Something. Yeah, I mean, lines of not he saying probably, anything. He, I think that he didn't want. He knew about it and didn't want people to know to hurt the Mavs organization. I mean, like what he's doing is wrong, but I guess maybe I understand it a bit because he's hiding. He he didn't do anything, but like the people that are involved should definitely be um, called upon and charged. I, I'm not sure if they actually know who who's gotten involved yet. Yeah, I mean, the one guy who's been in the headlines is the former CEO of uh, the team itself, um, Terdema Useri, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. But, uh, I mean, the top executive of the franchise being accused of this, that's not a good thing for a team's reputation at all. I mean, and they're also pretty terrible this season. I mean, yeah. last in their respective conference. I mean, they don't have much to play for anymore with Nowitzki getting a, a lot older. But... I mean, this has got to change in, uh, in the Mavs organization. Or really, I don't think they're going to be able to, to win, focusing on a different issue. I mean, it's pretty, be- uh, pretty terrible to see. Yeah, I mean, the biggest takeaway from this is that it not only looks bad for the team, but for potential free agents. It's a bad, um, bad rep to put on your name for signing with a team with this history coming out all of a sudden. Um, 
even like Dirk Nowitzki has been uh, has gone public with uh, calling it out, saying he's unhappy with it. Um, so yeah. it definitely doesn't look good for the team. Well, I mean, he said he's disgusted. I mean, that's really the only way to to put it out. I mean, it, you know, it's terrible to see as sport fans that in professional sports these things occur. But I mean, Mark Cuban's got to change something, and the allegations are definitely true. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now going to uh, oh, it, uh, oh well, yeah. I just want to say, where do you rank Nowitzki at all time in this organization, and would you put him in top twenty, top fifteen, top ten? Um, that's tough to say. I mean, as an individual player, he is one of the best ever, especially as a big man. Um, but based on team success, I, that would probably bump him down a bit. Probably, definitely top twenty. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see uh, uh, Nowitzki really taking an organization like the Mavs and being so loyal to them. I, I, I would put him top 15 just to give him a bit of love. Great shooter, but, um, I mean, you look at players like Karl Malone, so many other greats like o- Oscar Robinson, you know, it's ha- hard to put him up there with so many other players. Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, he's most comparable to, comparable to me to uh, Tim Duncan. It's both of them, same position, but they stay with their teams for their entire careers, or... At least Nowitzki has so far. Yeah, I mean, I look at him as an individual player, and compared to Tim Duncan, I know Matt, you'll say that Tim Duncan was a better player, but I think the reason he hasn't had more trophies than Tim Duncan is because he hasn't gone with a franchise as gifted as the, the Spurs. I mean, you look at his championship um, win against Miami Heat. He was playing by himself with just a, a tall front court. I mean, this guy truly could have won as many as Tim Duncan, maybe more, if he'd gone to a better franchise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, again, kind of bashing the uh, Mavs ownership, but they had Steve Nash and Jason Kidd at one given time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, blowing that opportunity, as well as having Nowitzki, uh, that's pretty brutal yeah, for the franchise to pass up. I mean, yeah, Steve Nash, I mean, uh, they had a finals loss, I believe, with Steve Nash. Um, this guy never won a championship. I mean, you look at uh, you look at what he's done. I mean, he might be a bit overrated, but... I mean, he's he's gone to different teams. Maybe he chose the wrong teams, but, you know, I'm going to give Nowitzki a little bit of love and put him in top 15. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, now going into some players who were moved at the trade deadline, um, specifically with the Cavs, getting Jordan Clarkson, George Hill, and Larry Nance Jr. What are your thoughts on their – and Rodney Hood. But what are your thoughts on their uh, Mixed feelings. I mean, you look at the Cavs um, team recently, Clarkson getting um, getting playing time. And then George Hill also playing pretty well, and Larry Nance Jr. I think they should have kept Isaiah Thomas. I don't think George Hill has made a bit of difference, but I mean they've had they needed younger players, so it's a confusing situation. Maybe I have a bit of bias as a Celtics fan, but I think that uh, the Cavs could definitely, I mean, definitely need to put up better performances and win win some games. Yeah, I mean, coming right off the trade, they looked pretty good, um, but since the All Star break, they have been doing that well losing to uh, who did they lose to recently uh, recently lost to a bunch of teams the 76ers, the 76ers yeah, and most it. recently um, uh, they lost last night um, I think they're on at least one or two losses um, but definitely the Cavs have the team to go out and win the championship the question is can they do it and I don't see them doing it right now yeah I mean one thing that I was not happy with with all these trades that they took out a lot of depth from their bench I mean obviously the team wasn't working out too well but still they moved a lot of players like Dwayne Wade has been doing pretty well for their new team and even Isaiah Thomas uh, yeah. he's been doing pretty well for a yeah, I mean 
I don't know. I, I, he was playing pretty poorly at the Cavs. I think that I have to disagree with you on that regard. But he's been doing great with Miami Heat. Probably there might be something wrong there. Maybe he, he wasn't feeling the love that he does in Miami, at Miami. Yeah, I mean, I, we've always said that Tyron Lue is not a great coach. So, I mean, maybe it's something with their executives or just the coaching staff in general. Um, but something's yeah. not working out in Cleveland right now. Yeah, well, um, they've, they're the type of team that bounce back from wins every once in a while. Like, one win with the next one. I mean, you might point fingers at LeBron James. Maybe he's not doing enough. But, I mean, you look at players like Clarkson that have had the opportunity to play with Kobe Bryant, top five all-time probably, and then LeBron James, the top five player. This guy should be getting better, and he's had he's played with the two of the best players in all time. Yeah, I mean, these guys have some experience. I mean, Clarkson and Nance do not have any playoff experience, I believe. And George Hill is a seasoned veteran, so he'll be able to provide something. But this team's still coming together, so I guess we'll see if they can pull it together. But I believe they're still like six games back from first, so they're not getting close anytime soon. Yeah, well, at their position, I think third place, you still get home court. Uh, yeah, you still yeah. get home court, home court advantage. I mean, I think that this team could definitely make a deep run, but you see them, if they were to play the Celtics and the Raptors, or the Raptors, they wouldn't get home court advantage. I mean, they would have to get home court advantage probably to beat the Raptors or the Celtics. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, both the Celtics and the Raptors have been doing very well recently. Yeah. The Celtics bouncing back from a rough end to the pre-All-Star break, and the Raptors have been doing really well all year. Yeah, well, the Celtics on four wins, Raptors on two. It's really going to be cool to see who can who can win, uh, get first place because Raptors Celtics will probably be the final of the conference looking at at this point. Yeah, definitely. I would put those two up there. Yeah, I mean, I mean overall, like going into more depth into Isaiah Thomas, I, the Lakers have been doing fairly well. I mean, I think Isaiah Thomas is definitely better than Lonzo. Maybe give Lonzo a few better a few years, he'll be better. But I mean, the Lakers have been doing well. Yeah, I mean they do. They're be, uh, each good at two different things. Like Lonzo's known for his passing, rebounding, while Isaiah is a scorer, not much else. So it seems like they both fit the pieces that the Lakers need. I mean, Isaiah is more of a leader, leader at this point than Lonzo is. Obviously, Lonzo being a rookie, but it looks like things are working out for the Lakers, and maybe they pull off a playoff spot. I mean, that that's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, they're gonna I have mean, a better record than what I would have predicted. Yeah, I mean, they're on four wins right now, having a great run. Maybe they can have a run similar to the Jazz, but the only thing is the team above them is the Jazz that have had an a, a, a 11-win run, and, I mean, they're still not in the playoff spot. So it's going to really – they're going to really have to put up a great performance for the rest of the season to clinch one. Yeah, I mean, now moving on just to the conferences in general. I mean, if you compare the West to the East – the gap between third and eighth uh, for the West is, I believe, three and a half games or something along those lines, maybe three, four. I mean, that's so, I mean, so yeah, tight I mean, there. I mean, oof. And you compare it to the, um, the East, it's more, a bit more gapped out. I mean, the West is much, uh, much deeper in talent at this stage in the season. I mean, yeah, but you look at the All-Star game, um, I think that it's actually a bit closer this year. I'd have to disagree with you in that regard, but... I think that the West um, has the Rockets, a team that's flying right now, and I, I can see them maybe winning. But um, I think I think the the West and the East have some similarities with the top two teams just dominating. And uh, it, but it's definitely gonna be cool to see with the teams like the Nuggets that have been having 
great performances, and having and I've had players like like Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic who really have just transformed the team. I'm gonna, it's gonna be cool to see if those partnerships can can get a playoff spot. Yeah, uh, one team now uh, I'd like to go over the Knicks. They've been struggling. I mean, it's not really a new thing to see, but um, uh, it's what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think they're not doing as well? I mean, the Knicks, definitely the reason is because of Porzingis' injury. I mean, you look at the ACL tear, it was terrible. Because it really, in reality, it wasn't his fault. Giannis was in his way. And, I mean, it's it's terrible to see if you're a Knicks fan because this team won't clinch the playoffs and we'll have to wait till next year. Yeah, I mean, they're 1-9 in their last 10 games. Clearly something's not working out. Obviously, missing their best player. I think this season's pretty much over for the Knicks at this stage. Oh, yeah, I mean, it would be cool to check them out next year, but in reality, the, the Knicks organization is, has a downfall, and this downfall is Porzingis' injury. And ACL injury is always terrible in, in uh, basketball, and it sucks to see that this, this season has been uh, covered in injuries. Yeah, definitely. So another injury, uh, Jimmy Butler. What are your thoughts on his injury for the Timberwolves? I mean, it, it, it's not as bad as it originally looked. Uh, this the guy. The, the only thing that strangers me about this injury is there was no contact. He was the play was over, and he was just doing a few pump fake moves by himself. But in reality, he uh, he tore his meniscus. Pretty bad injury. He might still be able to come back by in the playoffs. But it's terrible for the Timberwolves. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. But Jimmy Butler is been a key factor in their season yeah another injury LaMarcus Aldridge uh, would you like to go into that I mean the Spurs obviously missing Kawhi Leonard he's a big piece for them yeah I mean just to go back to the, uh, Jimmy Butler this guy rested in the all-star game to to continue the Timberwolves season it's really terrible to see this guy who wanted so much uh, in in the season really have to to go out injured but yeah going into uh, LaMarcus Aldridge another play that really has been incredible I'm um, putting 41 points up uh, the other night. Uh, this guy has recently had an ankle injury, I believe, and will probably miss the next few games. Yeah, it's a tough injury to see. Uh, one other big man I'd just like to point out, uh, Anthony Davis dropped 50 points the other day with 17 boards. The Pelicans have been a hot streak. Uh, I mean, yeah. Seven-game win streak. It's incredible that with another injury, so many injuries this season, uh, Boogie Cousins has not been there, and, and Anthony Davis really has stepped up and become a player that can basically do anything, shoot shoot from behind the arc and board, board and, and basically just have a bunch of putbacks. Yeah, he's been doing really well for the uh, Pelicans this year. Probably will make the All-Pro first team. Um, but yeah, uh, Pelicans in playoff contention. I would not have guessed that at the start of the year, but they've put out a great, uh, great record. Uh, yeah, I mean, Stephen A. Smith always talks about how um, – how uh, Anthony Davis gets in a love, love because of the Pelicans that he plays for. This guy is truly incredible at what he does. I think that if he'd been playing for any other team, he'd be probably one of the most popular players in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, there were rumors from going to the Celtics for some crazy deal. If he was with a contending team, oof, he, I mean, just imagine. I mean, it'd be comparable to even the Warriors, how stacked they are. If he went like the Cavs or even the Celtics, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see him with the Celtics, but... Um, Boogie Cousins, uh, it was really uh, bad to see that he got injured because that team could have had a deep run. Yeah. One team that is having a deep run, the Rockets. I mean, they've been having an amazing – they have a better record than the 
Warriors right now, I believe, um, up a half a game. They're on a 14-game win streak. And what do you think is working so well for them? Um, I mean, it's probably Paul, um, Chris Paul and uh, James Harden. I mean, if you compare them to the Thunder, a team that really has players that are of similar level, this team just really has been able to, uh, to really come together and be able to um, just put up a great, uh, great performance every night. I mean, to beat the Golden State Warriors, they're gonna have to have home court. Um, I've heard this a lot. They won't be able to beat Golden State um, away. That's what it comes down to. And I mean, I think at this point, if they do get home court, they'll definitely have a huge chance. It'll still be close, but um, the good thing about them is they have a really good coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, the, James Harden probably won MVP this year because of how well the Rockets are doing. Uh, he's been completely carrying that team to a great season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mark D'Antoni really has has done so much with the team and has had such a great roster. I mean, when he did get James Harden, it was excitement for the club. And, I mean, in reality, this guy could probably take them to winning the championship this year. It's going to be great to see if Chris Paul and uh, James Harden are able to do it with many players in their uh, lineup that really could step up as well, like Gerald Green. They have the bench. They have all the key components, in my opinion. Yeah, if you break down their team, they're built very similar to the Cavs at the start of this year. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting to compare, like, James Harden and LeBron James. I would say LeBron's a better player, but the Rockets are doing much better this year. I mean, I think James Harden's a better player right now just because he's playing so well, um, getting having 40-point nights almost every night. Um, this guy is truly incredible. I mean, he's he's leading the the points list over LeBron James. Um, gets a similar amount of assists and maybe a bit less boards, but that's because he's a smaller smaller guy. Um, I think that if they do keep up with what they're doing, they could probably win the, win the whole thing, win win the NBA. Yeah, just another thing. Uh, one last thing I like to bring up with basketball. Uh, Russell Westbrook obviously last year averaged a triple-double, but LeBron recently averaged a triple-double for the first time for an entire month in his career. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's been getting a lot of coverage recently, but if you compare it to a guy, Russell Westbrook, who's like five inches shorter, why do you think all the hype's going around LeBron? I mean, probably because he's one of the best players of all time. I mean, Russell Westbrook, no doubt, in my opinion, deserved it last year. If you average a triple-double and you don't win the MVP, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um... I mean, again, like I said earlier, LeBron James could win the MVP every year. Uh, you look at what he's done. I think that all the hype goes to Russell Westbrook just because he's done more. He did more last season. I mean, probably because he takes up, takes up the ball every time, like James Harden. But um, I think that him being five inches shorter does have make a big of a big of a difference, and 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 is more impressive than LeBron James. Okay, so now moving on to soccer. Uh, some recent news: Arsenal beating Man City. Or did they lose Man City or beat Man City three 0 Oh, uh, Arsenal lost to Man City. Yeah, it's, actually, yes. Uh, it's, it's what's so impressive about this is that they won against Man against Arsenal for the second time in in the matter of a, of a week. I mean, a guy with Wenger's experience should really put up a better performance for his team. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors of him obviously losing his job, which honestly, at this point. Might not be the worst case scenario for Arsenal, but um, what would you like to see change with their coaching staff? Do you have any ideas of who would take his position? Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not sure, but uh, there's, there's not been any rumors of who could take the position. There's been rumors always of a manager coming in in his place, but I mean, there's been no names that have been put out there. And recently, Man City lost to Wigan uh, this yeah, past week. Another um, great headline because Wigan, a team that's in the championship, was able to um, uh, beat Man City. So basically, if you hadn't watched the game, uh, Man City were playing with 10 men, and basically they they dominated the whole game in a one play that Walker made a mistake on uh, left back for um, Man City. He, he let the ball go through his legs, and Wigan uh, capitalized on it, and eventually were, were able to hold out the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Man City not in their best performances. You expect Arsenal to do better. Um, with all the transfers they've made recently, uh, in the January window. Yeah, I mean, when Aubameyang hasn't scored in two um, separate games against Man City, you expect a player of his caliber to do so. And as for Wigan, I mean, a tough loss to Man City, but, I mean, if you're, they, they deserve to win the game hands down, and, I mean, it, it takes nothing from their season. Yep, definitely. Uh, now for the MLS, uh, what are your predictions for this year? I mean, I have to go with Toronto again to win it, to win it all, but... It's hard to say. I think Atlanta has a good chance with all the um, transfers they made. Yeah, I mean, as a new expansion team, they've been very impressive. Uh, and they have a lot of uh, interesting foreign players uh, new to the league. I mean, yeah, so many Argentinians, Hispanics that really came to the squad and were able to um, make the team be- a lot better. Yeah, I mean, we went over in one of our uh, past podcasts of how the MLS had their largest signing recently. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the league's growing, and Atlanta is definitely in the front of that. Yeah, I mean, a kid from River Plate at, at about 18 years of age, this guy really could bring something new to the MLS as players like these uh, could potentially become new Messies and could be grown in the MLS. This is what separates Atlanta United compared to other MLS teams. Yeah, I mean, developing the youth is what the uh, best clubs in the world do best. And so the MLS is known for usually getting the veterans on the later on in their careers, but it's nice to see the other way around. Yeah, another team to look out for similarly is uh, Los Angeles FC, a new team to the um, league. Do you think uh, you think they'll have a good year? Yeah, I mean, if they follow the footsteps of Atlanta, they definitely have the chance to, but, I mean, the Galaxy obviously being uh, the best team uh, in the MLS from California, I think it'll be tough at first, but I can see them being good in a couple of years. Do you think... Um, do you, do you, who do you think will uh, end up with the with the crown? Uh, Toronto. I mean, Throwy is so impressive. They already have the, a lot of the ESPN analysts uh, looking at that, so I'd have to go with Yeah, Toronto. I mean, two years in a row, not many teams in MLS have done that. If so, uh, I think that they could potentially do that, but Jovinka is such a great player coming from Italy at his prime. I think that he'll definitely help the team like he always has. Yep, definitely. Yeah, if they solve some of their defensive issues, I think that they could be all the way. Yeah. You see also a lot of players going at China now, too. So, like, I feel like maybe the – what is their league called? The, are uh, they the Super League? Yeah, no, no they're also another – the Chinese Super League. Yeah. Um, similar to the Turkish League in the name. But uh, the Chinese Super League, what's so inc- incredible is that we thought years ago, probably 2011, 2012, oh, one player is going to China for a large amount. But this league's growing, like, similarly to the MLS. I mean, it, I I don't like to see it as a soccer fan because so many players are just going there for money. And when it, they're going from going to the United States, they're going less for money more. 
for um, having a new experience. I think that the Chinese league isn't a good thing for soccer and could lead to super teams eventually. Yeah. Uh, now moving on to the uh, Champions League predictions. Before we go into our exact predictions, would you would you expect a team from the Super League to make uh, or have a team represented in the Champions League anytime soon? Probably not. I mean, at, at this stage in the league's uh, history, but um, it's definitely not out of reason. Yeah, I mean, what are the qualifications? If you don't mind explaining, I mean, for a team, if you know. Yeah, no, the, I know the qualifications. Just. Um, I mean, basically, to go into the Champions, you need to be from Europe and in, in, in the top two of the of European respective divisions. But I mean, you there's I never we're never going to see Chinese teams basically go into the Champions League because they're from Asia. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, if you were to say, oh, are they like comparatively as good? I think that um, no, they're not. No, nowhere near. I mean, the Chinese youth is no nowhere near the level of the Italians, the Germans, the Spanish. How you go on, but. Um, no, we probably won't see them. We could see and maybe exhibition matches possibly in the World Cup, uh, World Cup Club World Cup. We could see them potentially beating these teams, but you know I don't think it'll change much. I think older players will just keep going to China to um, make those millions of dollars. Yeah, I just like to elaborate. Um, I, when I meant Champions League, I meant would you like to see like a league develop um, to have the t- top teams not just in Europe but in oh, the world in Asia, yeah. like, would you um, see something like that would you support like even the MLS team um, I mean that's a bit of a stretch but still no I mean I like I like the old fashioned way what I'd like to see in the MLS is more of a relegation um, zone I mean relegation is a big thing in Premier League soccer and it's probably in European soccer it's why so many teams have um, have so, so much competition with teams that are, are poor Maybe you could go to the San Jose Earthquakes. They're really poor, have like a 6,000-person um, stadium. These teams have really, if they were in relegation, they would fight more for their place and um, wouldn't be content with just staying in the league for another year and, and regrouping after four years. Yeah. But um, the Chinese leagues, I, um, I think they won't have the same competition as the Champions League, um, at least for the next 10 to 15 years. Nah, that sounds fair to me. Um, now for our exact predictions, who do you support? Um, I mean, as a Juventus fan, I have to say, um, I think Juventus could win it this time. And we'll have to see um, tomorrow against Tottenham. If we can go back from that 2-2 draw, I think that we'll, we'll be able to. But um, Champions League predictions, I, I'd probably tip Bayern Munich to win it all this year. I think that they've had a lot of uh, unfortunate loss against La Liga teams. But um, I think I could see this as their year, especially with um, their old coach coming back and really um, bring the team up. Or maybe, you know, Barcelona, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, PSG was my favorite uh, going in. Uh, they were performing very well. But since Neymar and Mbappe's injuries, I mean, it's kind of like devastated their attack at this point. I mean, Mbappe's injury, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there for the um, this, the second leg. Yeah, second leg. Yeah, well, yeah, he, his injury earlier. I mean, it wasn't that severe. Um, but yeah, Ronaldo, uh, Neymar when he went down, it it, se- it didn't seem as bad to me. I think it was a bit over. Um, it was uh, a bit overhyped. But honestly, I think that after the three months out, he'll definitely have affected PSG's season probably with this Champions League loss. I mean, if you look at the Liga and the um, and the uh, cup they're going to be playing in, that's an easy win for them. But but. For Brazil, hopefully he'll be back in time. Yeah, um, 
I mean, another team I'd like to see do well. I mean, obviously against Juventus, maybe not, but Tottenham. Harry Kane's been having a great year. Um, and I just said Bayern. I could see them upsetting teams like Madrid and Barcelona in the later rounds just based on... I mean, Messi hasn't been having the best season as of late, and same with Ronaldo. I mean, they're both getting older, obviously. Yeah. So I could see new guys taking their place. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham, honestly, I hope they lose because, yeah, I want Juventus to go through, obviously, but... Um, I think Liverpool uh, definitely has a, a chance of winning, and but it's definitely going to be uh, up for grabs. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to the Inside Take with your hosts, Matt Fiore. And Will Harrell. Thanks for listening.